Late at night, kiss me in the morning or late at night. Long as you come through, I'ma make you come over. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend. Jalen Hunter. And if you would do me a favor, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to reach a thousand subscribers, so anything will help. But here's where we'll start. So I just concluded my divisional breakdown. For the last eight episodes, I broke down a a division in the NFL. And what I want to do today is predict which teams make it to the playoffs. As we know, this is going to be the first year in the NFL that seven teams are making it to the playoffs for each uh, conference. So what I want to do is I want to predict who makes it, who doesn't make it, and, and have the conversation about that. Let's start with the NFC. So... If you saw my divisional breakdowns, I pretty much had, I mean, the easiest one to do, in my opinion, as far as who would win the division was, I'll say the 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 NFC North. The NFC North to me was the easiest. You have Green Bay, you have the, the Minnesota Vikings, you have the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions. To me... It's Green Bay. It's Green Bay. Green Bay is the cream of the crop in that division. While I do think that the Bears are going to be decent this year, and I do think that the while I don't think the Vikings will be good, I think the Vikings will be better than they were last year. I think last year they were plagued with uh, defensive def- efficiencies and everything, um, but I do think that they will be better. However. Even with the turmoil and everything going on with Green Bay, I still think that Green Bay is the cream of the crop. You have the best quarterback in the division by a long shot uh, in Aaron Rodgers. You have the best wide receiver in the division, in my opinion, in Devontae Adams. You have a really, you don't have the best running back, of course, but they have a decent running back in uh, Aaron Jones. I just think it's going to be Green Bay. So I think Green Bay probably out of all the all the teams – even though the Bucks are good, uh, out of all the teams in the NFC, I think Green Bay is the lock. I, I, it's hard, unless, of course, knock on wood, uh, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. It's hard to me to see a, a path where Green Bay does not make the playoffs. Now, do I think that they're going to win? You know, uh, what thirteen and four or fourteen and three? Do I? No, no, I don't think that. I do think that there are there are some things that and I and I talked about this in the divisional breakdown. I think that there's some things that Green Bay definitely needs to work on and and needs to improve if they want to win a Super Bowl. But I do think that they have the the pieces and talent to actually, you know, make it to the playoffs at least. Uh because they're going to win the division. So definitely have Green Bay uh coming out to represent the NFC North. NFC uh NFC East Cowboys. The only reason why I have the Cowboys winning the NFC East is because they, the Cowboys, as we know, they haven't really lived up to expectation the last few years. In fact, I think they missed the playoffs the last two years. But you have the best quarterback in the division. Um, You have probably the second best uh, running back in the division. Of course, we need to see what happens when Saquon Barkley for the Giants gets back. And you have some really good pieces on the offensive offensive side of the ball you have cd lamb you have amari cooper of course we're talking about zeke here's the thing about the cowboys though and i and i and i talked about this as well in the divisional breakdown when we think about the cowboys of course quote-unquote america's team and this that and the third but if we want a real perception of the Cowboys, the Cowboys is a team that just constantly overachieves, and they've been doing that for a while now. Yes, they haven't been to the playoffs in two years, even though they've had pretty much the best roster out of the last few years in the NFC East. And, of course, we know about the historic lows for the NFC East for the past few years. But it's like, do you... Is, are the Cowboys a team that you want to bet your money on? I understand that every Cowboys fan think that this is their year. They always say this is the year, this is the year, this is the year. And, you know, I'm not even 
I'm not. While yes, you can say it's a little bit delusion. It is what it is. But if you look at the the roster, you have some big names. So I would understand if they say you know is that I don't I don't agree with them. I'm never on that boat. But I don't. I wouldn't get upset, and I wouldn't be surprised if they say that this is the Cowboys' year. But the Cowboys always is just whether it's an injury. Hell, going into game one, and we'll talk about this a little bit uh, later down the show, Zach Martin, their best offensive lineman, is out due to COVID. And he is the first player, at least this season, out due to COVID. So it's just the Cowboys. It's it's hard to really bank on the Cowboys. But as we'll talk about in a, in a, in a, in a tad bit, when we talk about the NFC East, you know, I, it's hard for me to put faith in the Eagles. It's hard for me to put faith in Daniel Jones and the Giants. And we'll talk about Washington. But, I mean, I, I think the Cowboys, by default and by the fact that they have the best quarterback in the division, I think that they're going to represent the NFC East in the playoffs as far as the the winner of the division. Of course, the NFC South, I mean... It's, it's the Bucks. The Bucks are the best team. You have uh, Tom Brady. You have Gronkowski. You have Chris Godwin. You have Mike Evans. You have uh, Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller. You have uh, Leonard Fournette. Like they, they, they're just stacked at every position. They're just stacked at every position, and they just they came off winning a Super Bowl, and they kept pretty much all their starters. Like. And that, and that was just offense. I didn't talk about Levante David on the defense, the Dom Kinsu on the defense. This team is stacked. Uh, I, because there's so much uncertainty right now in the NFC South, th- there's one certainty, and that is green. I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a good team. Do I think that they're good enough to just just let me say as a team? They're good enough to just wipe through a lot of people. No, I don't think that they'll go undefeated. That's that's unrealistic to think. But I do think that they, I mean, again, one reason why they struggled so much in the beginning of the year last year is because, of course, COVID and, and not having offseason, really, and not having a preseason period. This is a new team. A lot of people were new. And, of course, you have a new quarterback in Tom Brady, which takes definitely time to to gel and interact with. But you saw towards the end of the season, they were just rolling to the point that they got and won a Super Bowl. So, to me, with, with, no, with no Drew Brees, with no um, – we don't know what's going to happen with Atlanta and how they've been so bad defensively how that's going to turn around, especially with a new coach and with, um, who else? And Sam, I don't, I don't see even Sam Darnold at his best. I don't see the Carolina Panthers making it to the playoffs. To me, that's, that's probably the second easiest. Well, I'll say probably tied with the easiest lock in the NFC to make the, the playoffs. To me, it's definitely the, uh, the green Bay and, and the bucks winning their divisions. Are, are locks in my opinion and then you have the the nfc west and that that was my last episode where i talked about the nfc west the nfc west is the toughest division in my opinion uh of course the rams seattle 49ers and the cardinals i the reason why i'm picking shouts out to ryan ryan uh ryan Rossello of the ringer shouts out to him he did a video of player comps um, of course I've been, I've done that before, but he did the most recent one. So shout out to him. And this is not my original thought as far as, but he did bring something. He did, he did a Matthew Stafford, uh, comparison and he did a Matthew Stafford com- and he said his N- NBA comp was Kevin Garnett. And I, I was like, Kevin Garnett, what? But it makes sense. Kevin Garnett was, was in the, for the, t- in, in Minnesota for the longest, he was, of course, that's where he got the name Big Ticket because nobody was coming to Minnesota unless it was to watch Kevin Garnett play because the team as a whole was not good, but Kevin Garnett was. But a lot of people were saying that, you know, he's a great he's a great player. It's just he couldn't win. And the narrative for Kevin Garnett really changed once he went to uh, Boston and won that championship. Hell, he won one championship to turn 
the, to turn the the perception of Kevin Garnett around completely. Matthew Stafford has been stuck in Detroit for the longest, and while he's been putting up ungodly numbers, and he's been he's been incredible, even though he's dealt with injury, and no, the injuries have not put you know put him out the game because he's played through injury. He has had his fair share of injury, but Matthew Stafford has been incredible. And it's just the perception is he has he's good, but he's not that good because he wasn't able to, you know, lead Detroit anywhere. He he wasn't able to take Detroit out of obscurity. You know what I mean? And I, and I but I feel now that you put him on the Rams and, you know, has a, a really good offensive line, has a great defense and has really good pieces on the offensive side of the ball, which we're ta- whether we're talking about Cooper Cup, Robert Wood. Um, and of course, a great coach in Sean McVay. I, I think that this this we're really gonna see just how good Matthew Stafford is. We know he's good. There's no way. Even you can be god awful. You can you can be the worst franchise in the world. But if you're the record holder at the quarterback position for majority of the of the records for the quarterback position for a team, you're you're really good, Matthew. Matthew Stafford is a great player. It's just, you know, it's funny. The same argument can kind of be said for Sam Bradford. It's but but it's like we don't we don't really know yet. It's like, okay, we know Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford came into the league highly touted, um, one of the better quarterbacks coming out of USC, but we didn't know how good he was. And we don't really know how good he was, how good he is, because of who he's played with. He's played with an, a, a god awful offensive line. He's played with really no talent when he was with the Jets. So now, the 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 difference is he was so awful, like so awful with the Jets when Matthew Stafford was still incredibly good for the Lions. It just is they both, even though Matthew Stafford was great. Uh, Sam Darnold was offered both of them equated to no wins really I'm not gonna say no wins but didn't really get much wins so it's like you were really about to see Matthew Stafford and I'm saying all that to say I think I think a lot I think because of the pieces around Matthew Stafford and the fact that these this Rams team was able to go to the go to a Super Bowl or get to a Super Bowl. I understand that there were different players. Todd Gurley was really good uh, at that time. The Dominican Sue was on that team. I understand that. But I do think that the fact that you were able to get to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. And I'm not saying Jared Goff is awful, but Matthew Stafford, in my opinion, is better than Jared Goff. I think that the Lions are going to be really good this year. I mean, not Lions. I think that the Rams are going to be really good this year, seeing as though you have Matthew Stafford, you have the best defensive player in the league in Andrew, uh, Andrew Donald, <laughs> Aaron Darnold. You have arguably the best cornerback in the league, and it's Jalen Ramsey. So I think that this is going to be a really good team. So, of course, I have – the Bucks, the Cowboys, Green Bay, and Rams representing the divisional winners uh, and making it to the playoffs. So now you have the wild cards. You have three wild cards. And this was tough. This was tough because I don't – I can honestly see the, – the, 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 the toughest decision was between the Saints and Washington. Now, taking, of course, my bias out of it, I like to I – try, I try to do that a lot. Um, because I mean, yes, I, I'm a fan of teams, but I try to keep my biases out of it. But here's the reason why I had, I mean, I don't think Atlanta's going to make it. I don't think the, the Carolina, the Panthers can make it. I really don't think the Giants can make it. Definitely don't think the Eagles. I don't really, I think you can kind of make a case for the, the Bears. However, they need to get their quarterback position right. I mean, I don't know how long Andy Darden, Andy Darden, Andy Dalton's going to start before you bring. Uh, Justin Herbert and I mean Justin Justin Fields so the question was between the the biggest question was between the the Washington football team and the Saints and here's here's why I had the question oh here's why I had the question I had the question because when you talk about the Saints the Saints have better players on the offensive side of the ball than the Washington football team. You have Michael Thomas. You have Alvin Kamara. You have uh, 
you have Jameis Winston, who I believe at his best is a better quarterback than Ryan uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. The problem is you have a I mean, this one is the first time that Drew Brees is not there, uh, seeing as though he retired. And you still don't know what's going on with uh, we don't know when we're going to see Michael Thomas. Emmanuel Sanders is gone. Jared Cook is gone. Um the defense has some retooling. There, there's a couple good players that are gone there. And it's like, there's a lot more question marks with the Saints than there are with Washington. I mean, we, you know what Washington is. Washington has a gunslinger at quarterback, even though he makes some questionable decisions. And every year, he, there's there's going to be a time where he, he just flattens out because he's not really starting quarterback. That's Ryan Tannehill. However, like I said, he is a gunsling. He throws the ball everywhere. So, you know, you're going to get a lot of uh, yards from Curtis Samuel. You're going to get a lot of uh, receiving yards from Terry McLaurin. You're going to get a lot of – and I I think that Antonio Gibson is going to really have a breakout season. Not to mention we kind of retooled and and, and fixed the offensive line. Not saying it's the greatest offensive line, but our offensive line is good. And our defense, in my opinion, is especially our defensive front, is better than the Saints' defensive front. So I say all that to say, I think Washington is going to make the playoffs. I think you don't need – do I think that they're good enough to win a Super Bowl? Of course not. But I don't – you don't need Ryan Fitzpatrick to win you games because I think Antonio Gibson and his, and his running ability is going to be really good. I think that the defense is going to definitely keep us in a lot of games. You do not need Ryan Fitzpatrick to win you games. You need him to not lose you games. He's done past past stints in different teams. He has lost games. You, we don't need that. We don't need you to reinvent the wheel. We don't need that. We just need you to be a game manager. There will be times where we need you to maybe get 300-plus receiving yards, but with this receiving core, you can do that. I'm not saying it's the best receiving core, but, you know, hey. Not to mention, I trust Ryan Fitzpatrick more after what we saw last year. I trust right now. I'm not saying he's a better overall player, but I'm saying right now. I trust Ryan Fitzpatrick more than I trust Jameis Winston right now. Now, yes, Jameis Winston is a better player, but I trust Ryan Fitzpatrick from what I've seen last year compared to what I've seen uh, from him than I than what I've seen from Jameis Winston. Now, the question is the other two teams. And I, I don't know, well, what I said in the divisional breakdown in the NFC West is I think you're going to see two, I think you're going to see, this is probably going to be one of the only divisions where, well, no, this is going to be the only division in the NFC where you're going to see more than probably, well, you're going to see three teams in the in the playoffs. And that's because I have Seattle and I have 49ers. In my opinion, if you're talking about just strictly roster, and I talked about this on the divisional breakdown, when we talk about strictly roster, the 49ers, to me, have this, probably the second best roster in the NFC next to the the Bucks. The thing is, you had, what, 30-something players last year get hurt. 30-something players get hurt, and, and they're big-time players. I mean, Nick Bosa was hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt a couple times. Or, you know, it, it was just a lot of players got hurt. And while... The question still looms, what are they going to do at the quarterback position between Jimmy G or Trey Lance? This roster is still great. It's still a great roster, both top to bottom from Raheem Morstert, from Brandon Ayuk. Like, they have an in- an incredible roster. And I think that just the roster and the talent alone, even, I mean, George Kittle, who is arguably the best or the second best tight end in the league, it's like... I think that that team is going to win enough games. And when you put that, like, if you throw, if you threw the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC East, they would be the best division in the, in, they would be the best team in the division. If you threw the 49ers in the NFC North, they would be the best team. I think that, of course, Aaron Rodgers would, would be still the best quarterback, but I think the, the 49ers would be the best team. And, They'll be going. They'll be battling between the 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 Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the NFC South. 
And because of that, I think that the, the, the 49ers is going to win or going to make it to the playoffs as a wild card. And I also think Seattle is going to make it as a wild card team because of the fact that you have Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is arguably top three to top five uh, quarterbacks in the league. You have Chris Carson, who's a really good uh, running back. You have DK Metcalf. You have Tyler Lockett. They just uh, they just locked up uh, Dwayne Brown, the, or the the offensive lineman. You have you you locked up Jamal Adams. I do think that their their problems that they had for a while still loom. Their offensive line, even though you did lock up Brown, their offensive line still is 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 awful. <laughs> outside of one position and I think their defense is is really spotty even though you have Wagner you have uh Adams it's really I mean you lost KJ Wright you lost Shaquille Griffin um I think see I think the talent of Russell West Russell Wilson will be able to get them to the wild card I don't think that I I think that it's gonna be they're I don't think they're good enough to, of course, make it far in the playoffs because of the deficiencies that they have. And we even saw that the last few years. We saw that last year against the the Rams when the Seattle played in the playoffs, and and when they played against the game before the playoffs, they played against the Bills, and the Bills just destroyed them. But I, you know, I think that I think it's going to be interesting, and I think that the NFC West is is leaps and bounds the best division in the nfc and because of that i think you're gonna see adding another team definitely throws a different cog into the 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 regular season different cog into the way that teams um teams scheme for people like you're gonna see don't be surprised if you're gonna see a really low um of course these teams i don't think that none of these teams are gonna sweep the division as far as I don't I, don't be surprised that when, when we're talking about the NFC West, don't be surprised. Of course, they beat up on each other. But when you look at their overall schedule, they beat up on a lot of other teams. Like, I think that the NFC West will probably in the NFC, of course, will probably have the best out of conference divi- or out of division record uh, of all of everyone. in The NFC outside of maybe Tampa Bay. So my playoff. For the NFC, my playoff uh, teams are the Bucks, Cowboys, Green Bay, Rams, and for the wild card, I have Seattle, 49ers, and Washington. Again, it was really between Washington and New Orleans, and I trust, even though I, I, I trust Michael Thomas more than you know anybody on the on the on Washington. I trust Alvin Kamara as far as offensively. Anybody on Washington is just. We don't know when we're going to see uh, Michael Thomas. So uh, that's NFC. I, that's that's my playoff. Let's go over to the AFC. Um, so to me, the the easiest the easiest lock uh, is the Bills. In the, uh, in the AFC East, I mean, you have and and that's not saying that the division's bad. I mean, Miami is a really good team with Tua. Uh, I think Tua is probably the biggest question mark that they have right now. Uh, and I think that time is we're going to have to see, you know, because, hell, Miami is still kind of in the running for Deshaun Watson, so they don't even know if Tua is their guy or not. But I think the biggest question is the Patriots, man. The Patriots, as far as the Patriots team is good enough to to make the playoff. I don't think they're good enough to dethrone the, the Buffalo Bills. But – I think the Patriots are good enough to to make the playoffs with their team. I mean, they had the most opt-outs last year than any other team uh, due to COVID. And, of course, I, I think once that happened, you know, a lot of people – a lot of people want to really bash Cam Newton for what happened last year, seeing as though he had like eight touchdowns and ten interceptions. But you can tell that once you had like, what, nine-plus players opt out uh, due to COVID, I mean, and most of them are on the defense, and most of them are your best players on the defense, you pretty much like punt on the season. I think that's what they did last year. They punted on the season, which is why you never really heard much about you know, Cam Newton's shortcomings, Cam Newton with the COVID and everything. And, to, and it really wasn't a problem to this year because I don't think they're trying to do that again. But 
I think the easiest one to pick is the NFC East, and that is uh, or the AFC East, and that's the Buffalo Bills. I think the Buffalo Bills arguably can be one of. I'm not even going to call them a sleeper because they made it to the AFC Championship last year. I wouldn't be surprised if you looked up and the Buffalo Bills could be in the play, could be in in the Super Bowl. I'll give my prediction uh, for who wins the Super Bowl probably after I do this, but uh, I don't be surprised if the Bills dethrone or at least beat the Kansas City Chiefs this year. Because uh, I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs have been the cream of the crop of this divi- of this conference. For the past what two two years, um, seeing as though they made it to two straight Super Bowls, so, but yeah, the AFC East, I have the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills is just that's just the best team in the AFC uh, East, in my opinion, and and probably the the best team, probably the easiest because I don't think Tua is ready to get them to the playoffs. I don't think Mac Jones is ready to get uh, the the New Orleans, I mean the New England Patriots to the playoffs, and. Uh, the the Jets are the Jets, so arguably the worst roster in the entire uh, in the entire league, probably rivaling the Texans or the Jaguars. So, uh, in the AFC East, I have the Bills representing them in the playoffs. Let's move over to the AFC South. AFC South is pretty simple to me. Um, it's. It's the Titans. I think the Titans have. I, I'm not gonna say that the Titans have the best quarterback right now in Ryan Tannehill. They they added Julio Jones. They have AJ Brown. You have Derrick Henry. I mean, that alone will get you a lot of wins. You don't. I think that of course defensively, the the Colts have the best um, have the best defensive core. And of course, you need to figure out what you have with Carson Wentz. I do think that the number of unvaccinated players that they have can definitely get in their way possibly in the regular season which of course you don't you hope not but i just think that the titans the titans are more you i mean there's we can there's no way in heaven or hell the houston texans even with tyrod taylor which i'm happy p.s i'm happy for tyrod taylor man from what happened towards the end of the charger you know what happened that ended his tenure at the chargers I'm so happy that he was able to bounce back and now getting starting spot. I hear a lot of people saying, "Well, of course, I mean the Houston Texans, anyone can." I get that, but the thing, what happened with Tyrod Taylor for the when he was in the, when he was at the Chargers can be not only season or not only career ending but life threatening. And the fact that he was able to bounce back and now be a starter again in the league, uh, good for him. But with that being said. <laughs> I don't think Houston Texans have a shot in hell to make it in the playoffs, and I don't think the Jaguars have a shot in hell to make it, especially seeing as though they have arguably the worst roster in the league. Yes, you have Trevor Lawrence, and it's unfortunate that you lost uh, Travis Etienne, which was a really good, promising young uh, running back. But I think it's the Titans. The Titans have more certainties. Yes, I think that the Colts have a better defense, but there's more certainties with the Titans. I mean, again, you you have the best running. <laughs> you have the best running back in the in the conference. You have uh, probably, arguably, one of the best receiving cores in the conference. So, I, I have the tight. I have the Titans um, representing the AFC South for the playoffs. Let's go over to the AFC North. No, no, no. The AFC West. The AFC West, in my opinion, is the Chiefs. I, I haven't until somebody really like knocks them off in the conference. I, I just don't. I just don't see anybody, especially in the AFC West, being them. There's a lot of question marks with the with the uh, Raiders, especially with their recent cuts. I don't know. <laughs> I've been. I, you know, let's let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, let's let's talk about that for a second. How long does it take for you? How many question marks and how long do the question marks need to linger before you make a decision that I don't know if we have the right personnel here or I don't know if we have the right coach here. I'm not. Oh, I'm never really for anybody losing their job. But this is what three year three in the or year three or four in the Gruden era. And every single year, whether it's the draft, whether it's uh cuts rather it's trades you never really know what he's doing and with their recent uh their recent uh 
string of of cuts and, and releases. I mean, they released what a a third or first round pick from 2020. Like they just released him. I don't. And he was hurt all last year. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't really get it. But because of all that, and getting back to the point, I don't see them. Yes, you have Derek Carr. Yes, you have uh, Josh Jacobs. Yes, you have Darren Waller. Yes, you have Kenyon Drake. You have Jonathan Abrams or Jamal Abrams. <laughs> There's too many, way too many question marks for the Raiders for me to think that they have a shot. Uh, to dethrone Kansas City. And the Chargers, to me, the Chargers is a sleeper team. Uh, we have to wait and see what the Chargers can give you. But um, I do think that, I think, I just don't think they're good enough or they're they're better than the Chiefs. Um, I, I just don't, especially, or the, or the Denver Broncos. I mean, we know who Teddy Bridgewater is. Teddy Bridgewater is a good, serviceable quarterback. Um, but he's he's more he's like an Alex Smith 2.0. He's not gonna he he's not gonna go like he's not gonna throw the ball downfield that much. Uh, he doesn't really have a cannon of an arm, but he's not gonna make a lot of mistakes. He's just gonna do everything right. Now everything right doesn't always equate in wins because you have to be able to you know put some risk or do, or or throw risk to the wind at sometimes, which they don't do or you know, but. I just think it's Kansas City. The AFC West is Kansas City Chiefs' a division to to lose. So I have Kansas City Chiefs making it out of the West. And the question to me, and I, and I talked about this last episode, I think the AFC North is the best division in in football. No, I don't. I think the second best division in football, uh, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland Browns, and Cincinnati Bengals. And I'll just say it now. I think that, I know it's, it's it's really weird for me to say, but I think that the Cleveland Browns are going to win this division because even though we don't want we don't like to admit it because the Browns are it's always fun to, for the for for the Browns to be the butt of the joke since they've been the butt of the joke for as long as I can remember. But the Browns are a good team, and. As much as if you don't want to admit it or as much as you have to, Baker Mayfield has improved year after year after year. And last year they improved. They got to the playoffs. They beat the Steelers in the first round. And they came with a few plays away from beating the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. And this year, I mean, you add a lot of pieces. You get Odell Beckham Jr. back. Uh, you add Davion Clowney to the defense. Miles Garrett's back. You still have Nick Chubb, who is one of the most physical backs in the league. As you have Ken, uh, Kareem Hunt, who's more of a, a catch specialist as at a running back position. I, th- it's it's hard for me to look at that roster and think that they 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 have arguably the second best roster in in all of football. When we just talk about roster and we just talk about talent on paper they have the second best roster next to the uh next to the bucks it's just it's really on baker mayfield it's really on baker mayfield and but and i think because even though we, we don't like to admit it we've seen baker mayfield improve year after year after year i think that they're good enough to win the division i think that their defense is is strong enough and good enough especially with the players that they got this offseason i think it's good enough to win the division even with the ravens even with the steelers i think it's good enough so I have, you know, I, I have the the Browns <laughs> representing representing the AFC North. So my AFC North playoff as far as winners is the Chiefs, the Titans, the Browns, and the Bills. Then we get to the wild cards. The wild cards, the wild cards. I'm going to first go on a limb and say my first wild card are going to be the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I think that... <laughs> the Baltimore, I mean, the Baltimore Ravens arguably have the best defense in the league. They still have Lamar Jackson. Now, the thing that I question most about uh, the the Baltimore Ravens as we stand today is their health. Uh, they they lost J.K. Dobbins for the whole season. 
They lost, what, Hill, which was a backup running back the whole season. Of course, you have Gus Edwards is cool. But their they're, they're, they're wide receiver core, not, it's not the fact that the wide receiver core isn't the greatest, and it hasn't been the greatest for the while, but they're injured. I mean, Sammy Watkins is injured right now. Hollywood Brown's injured right now. Rashad Bateman, the, 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 the star wide receiver that they got from the draft, is out right now. And that doesn't bode well for a team that their biggest weakness, in my opinion, is throwing the ball. Uh, I do think Lamar Jackson is going to continue to improve, but it's hard to do that when you don't have the pieces that you thought you were going to have at the as an offensive weapons. Um, so, but I do think that they're still going to be an electrifying team. You still have Marlon Humphreys on the defense. You still have. Uh, Peters on the defense. Uh, Wolf is incredible. You still have Calais Campbell. I, I think that this team is still what they're good at is what they're going to be great at. They just signed Mark Andrews to an extension, so you know that they're going to definitely use Mark Andrews in the tight ends heavy. Uh, Boinkins is still in the practice squad, but she's probably going to have to bring get brought up because of the injuries. I think, and, and he's like a taller receiver, even though he's not really good at creating separation, but he can go get up and, and, and catch it. I think that the Ravens with Lamar Jackson is is still, you know, good enough to make the wild card. I, I, I don't think that they're, at least roster-wise, not, not better than the Cleveland Browns, but I do, I will trust Lamar Jackson before I trust Baker Mayfield. And that's one reason why, I have the Ravens making the wild card. I also have the Steelers making the wild card. Uh, even, even though the, the the same the same problems that the Steelers ran into last year is what they have this year. As far as you know, Ben Big Ben is is aging quite quite poorly. Um, their offensive line still is horrible, but you st- you still have. I mean, you you got the young. Probably the best running back in the in the draft in Najee Harris. You have Juju Smith-Schuster. You have Claypool. You have Johnson. You have Williams. They they still have an incredible core. But here's what I want to talk about with the Steelers, and that's and this is the thing that's kind of kind of worrying me about my pick now is this whole T.J. Watt situation. So for people that don't know, T.J. Watt is looking for a, a new contract contract extension and. The Steelers is a team that is is historic in not giving players contract extensions before like their contracts up. And I think TJ Watt has like a year left or, or or two years left or something like that. But needless to say, he doesn't need a contract extension, but he wants one. I mean, last year came in second in defensive player of the year, arguably can come in first this year. T.J. Watt is their best defensive player, and and honestly, he's their best player on the team. Here's the thing, man. Especially after how last year ended, I don't understand why you would go. I mean, T.J. Watt is holding out, like legit holding out. He hasn't been with the team. Uh, He hasn't been doing any practice reps. He hasn't been doing any preseason reps. And... A report came out yesterday saying that it's looking like it, it's not really getting good with the, with the negotiations. So more than likely, if a deal isn't done what by by Saturday, T.J. Watt will not be there game one. And and with this and with, and with the question marks with the question marks being had with. uh Big Ben's future. The, the offensive line still being bad. Losing Bud Dupree, not only to injury last year, but losing him, period. I think they went to what, the Titans? Um, I just don't understand why you wouldn't. I understand your, your hist- I, I get it. I get it, okay? I get the fact that the Steelers have the most Super Bowls at, for a team in NFL history. Oh no, that's not true. I think they're tied with uh with with the the New England Patriots. But um I just I just don't get why you wouldn't pay your best player, especially if he, if he he's worked he's worked himself and he has uh 
earned a contract extension. So why not pay him the contract extension? Especially when you see last year how he was the most dependable player last year. Even with, I mean, yes, Claypool was good. Williams was good. Johnson was good. But they, I think the, 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 the Steelers in general led the league and like pass dropped. And of course you couldn't trust James Conner. You couldn't trust uh Sneed because, or Snell because the offensive line was God awful. So why would you not pay your most trusted commodity right now? It, it doesn't make sense to me, but with all that being said, I do still think that, you know, with the defense that they have, I mean, you still have Minka Fitzpatrick. You still have uh Joe Hayden. I think that they're still going to be good enough with the offensive piece that they have. I think they'll still be good enough to make the playoffs. Um, and the question to me was just like I, I was going back and forth between Washington and the the Saints. I was going back and forth between the Indianapolis Colts and the L.A. Chargers. And here's why. And it kind of, and it goes back to the, I know it's a it's a it's a played out argument, but this is the argument that it's had. On paper, the Colts are an incredible team. I mean, you have Jonathan Taylor, you have uh, Carson Wentz, and even though Carson Wentz hasn't really put his best play on tape for the past what year or two, he was still a front runner MVP. The year that the 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 Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl, even though it wasn't because of him, he was a front running MVP until he got hurt. Um, and of course, their defense is incredible. You have DeForest Buckner; um, they have a great defense. But the, the 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 question that I have with them is simple: It's like, are they? What we're seeing now, I mean, I don't know. And that's hard. It's hard because I don't know. I do not know. Again, you you have Carson Wentz, and they got Carson Wentz over, um, you know, that Phillip River, you know, Phillip Rivers now coaching high school football. Um, but, again, what Carson Wentz are you getting? Are you going to get the Carson Wentz? The Super Bowl front runner MVP or, or super or or MVP front runner Carson Wentz, or are you going to get the Carson Wentz that we've seen since he's been back? Quentin Nelson, best offensive lineman in the league. He was just injured. How is he going to look? Jonathan Taylor coming off of his second or this will be his second year. How is he going to look? Um, T.Y. Hilton who hasn't seemed to be to be able to stay healthy f- for God knows how long. He's injured right now. How is he going to look? Like, there's a lot of question marks. But then there's also a lot of question marks with the Chargers. How do their new how does their new coach handle? They still they had one of the worst offensive line in the league last year. I know you get Rashawn Slater. How does does he is he able to to rep, rep you know is he able to be the the steady calming remedy that fixes the the Chargers offensive line? Yes, you have some incredible pieces on the I mean you have Austin Eckler, you have Keenan Allen, you have Mike uh Mike Williams, but is he able to stay healthy? He seemingly hasn't been able to stay healthy since leaving Clemson. Um you have some exciting pieces, Joey Bosa on the defense, but can their defense hold up an entire, you know, in, in big moments, an entire season? So it's a lot of question marks. And I had, I went back and forth. And the thing that the, the, I'm going with the Colts, I'm going with the Colts because to me, Jonathan Taylor is a better running back than Eckler. Oh, uh, I, and I, I'm banking on Carson Wentz jo- rejoining Frank Wright, who was the coach that, he saw his most success with I'm banking on Carson Wentz being being the Carson Wentz of old I guess you could say before the injury and before leave or lose you know not being with Frank Wright or after being with Frank Wright uh I think that I don't it's just a lot of question marks with both teams uh and and and, and good question marks as far as I'm not saying like they're just god awful like the 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 charge are going to be a really good team this year with Justin Herbert, they're going to be a really good team. The Colts, in my opinion, are going to be a really good team. The only the only 
question mark that I think could derail them is injury. Uh, what Carson Wentz are you getting and the whole COVID situation? But I have the Colts making the playoffs, man. I have I have them. I think the Colts are going to be a better team than the than the Chargers. So my AFC teams are the Chiefs, Titans, Browns, Ravens, Colts, and Pittsburgh. Um. So uh, you know, probably later in the season, I'll I'll do like brackets or whatever. But as early prediction, um, early predictions I, to me the AFC, the AFC, uh, what the AFC, AFC divisional or AFC conference championship to me, it, I think it's pretty much set up to be the Chiefs and the Bills. I think the, I think the Chiefs have you know they they've they've reigned supreme in the division for a while with Patrick Mahomes, uh, Tariq Tariq Hill, uh, uh, Andy Reid. I, I just think until I see someone really knock them off, it's hard for me to shoot. You know, it's hard for me to say that it's not going to be them. And uh, the Bills have just, especially what I saw last year. I think that they're only going to get better or they should only get better. And with that, I mean, again, they made it to the AFC Championship last year and I think that they'll make it to the AFC Championship this year with Josh Allen with Stefan Diggs. I do think that they need to make I don't know if they I mean, Josh Allen was their best running back last year and he's a quarterback and he I mean, he's he's not Lamar Jackson, so that's that's a that's a interesting stat and their their defense still isn't the greatest now it's not god awful but it's not the greatest but i do think that they they have and will make the improvements to uh to make it to the playoffs so i or make it to the afc championship so i have the chiefs and the bills in the afc championship in the nfc championship i i need to see the bucks have the best team in the, in the afc i mean nfc from top to bottom uh so until I see someone knock them off, I have the Bucks make it to the NFC Championship, and mm, to me is honestly between Green Bay because of Aaron Rodgers and and the team that they have. You know, you have the Preston brothers, Green Bay or the Rams. Mm. Oof. I'm going to go with the Rams. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Rams because I think the a, a big reason or a big part that held the Rams back last year was the quarterback position and Jared Goff. The fact that, to me, you improved the quarterback position in Matthew Stafford. I have the Bucks and the Rams going to the NFC Championship. I know that's, that's big, especially for – because we haven't really seen a proven Matthew Stafford as far as winning games like that. But, yeah, I have uh, – I have I have the Bucks and the Rams making it to the NFC Championship, uh, and then of course I have the Bucks. I have the Bucks making it to the Super Bowl, and I think it's gonna re. I think it's gonna be a. Now I can definitely change my mind. I mean, if if I change my mind, I'll let y'all know. <laughs> but I think it's gonna be the Bucks and the Chiefs in the in the Super Bowl again, and I think the the additions that the Chiefs made to the offensive line, and especially if you look at last year's Super Bowl. There was a lot of passes that were dropped, like just plain old dropped from the Chiefs. I think that the Chiefs will probably win the Super Bowl this year. So I think that they win their second Super Bowl in three seasons. So that's that's who I that's who I have. Um, yeah, man, that's that's who I have in the Super Bowl. So Chiefs and the what? Chiefs and the and the Bucks. So. That's those are my predictions, man. Those are the teams that I think I think it's I think we're in an interesting time as far as, you know, the season is about to start next or Sunday Thursday. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. To me, this is probably the most outside. Yeah, this is probably the most interesting season because there's a lot of talented teams. Like there's not like one team that just reigns supreme and then everyone else is just like it's not the Golden State Warriors in what, 2000. Uh, 17 through 19 it's just there's golden state than everyone else no there's there's a lot of great teams and there's there's do not be surprised i mean 
there's so there's so good at teams in the in both divisions or both conferences that the Bucks, even though it's the best team, I mean, you, I could see Aaron, I can see the Rams and and the Green Bay Packers winning the or going to the 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 divisional or conference championship. I can see a Ravens and a Browns. You know, I could see a, 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 a the Titans and Bills making it to the like this this is this is really uh, there's a lot of good teams so i'm excited to see what happens man i really am so let's move forward so i guess you can call this the overreact day i mean we saw a very interesting very very exciting week one of college football uh and i guess you can call it overreaction because i'm uh, you see a lot of people, and I guess I'll do it now. You see a lot of people that are making just huge uh, predictions due to week one, especially after what you know what we saw. To me, this is probably one of the most exciting week ones because you saw a lot of ranked teams that you don't usually see play each other in week one. Like if they were to play each other, it'll be later in the season. And some, like you, you wouldn't see a Clemson and a and a and a Georgia play each other week one. So the fact that we saw that was just interesting to me. But here's some overreactions. Here's some uh some some overtakes, I think you can say, uh from week one. And let's start with the Georgia and Clemson game. I guess the biggest overreaction is I don't uh, I don't remember the last time Clemson only scored three points. Georgia's defense was ferocious, man. Georgia, Georgia, and their offense was, I mean, this was a defensive bout. This, I mean, Georgia won 10 to 7 or 10 to 3, but and this was a defensive bout. Clemson's defense looked incredible. Georgia's defense looked incredible. Clemson's offense looked god awful. DJ, I'm not going to say, Adugula, I'm not going to mess his name up. Uh, the quarterback from DJ, the quarterback from uh, Clemson, he just looked lost. You know, we saw that a lot, man. We saw that a lot. It wasn't just Clemson, but we saw that a lot. he had seven sacks. He got sacked seven times, had one interception. Like, Cle- I, again, this could be just week one. And, oh, well, it is just week one. And this over exaggeration, but this, this Clemson. You're gonna. This is a new age for Clemson, and I'm not saying that as far as they're not going to be good. But I'm saying is you're just you. You're coming off of back to back trans like. <laughs> I just imagine that. Imagine you're coming off of back to back seasons or a few straight seasons with Deshaun Watson as your quarterback. He leaves, and then you have Trevor Lawrence as your quarterback. Like. <sighs> That's hey, that's incredible. But now and and while DJ is still incredible or he he just didn't look good. He didn't look good. Clemson's offense didn't look good, but Georgia's offense didn't look good either. Like they I, I don't know what the hell. It was just a, it was just a defensive bout. And I guess the overreaction is Clemson's done. I I know Clemson was ranked 3rd and and Georgia was ranked 5th, but Clemson, yeah, no. Nah, this isn't the same Clemson that we're used to. So I guess you can say that is their overreaction or or yeah. Another overreaction is what the hell Miami? <laughs> Bro, Miami got I, you know what? I'm going to say this. I think it was more Alabama than Miami. Alabama beat, beat Miami 44 to 13. Uh hmm. Yeah, no, that's not that's not really good. That's not good at all. I don't Oh man, I don't know what it was, man. It was just bad. Uh I will say this, man. Bryce Young looks incredible. Bryce Young looks like now again, I only I know understand it's only one game, but Bryce Young looks like he can be the best Alabama quarterback we've seen in a while. He looks like, at least right now, he's better than Mac Jones. He looks I mean, he threw what? 344 yards, four touchdowns, and I think most of that was in the first quarter. Like or first half, like damn it, like he he looks like he could be in the in the race for best Alabama quarterback that we've seen in a while. Even with Mac Jones, uh, Jalen Hurts, Tua, like they, I don't know what it, I understand. 
I guess you can say the another overreaction is Alabama just looks just looks just leaps and bounds better than everyone. Like I thought that we were going to get a good game out of Alabama and Miami because I mean Miami's ranked 14th. Miami has a lot of I mean a lot of good players, but all of their best. I mean, from the from Bryce Young to Brandon Robinson to Jameson Williams. I mean, Jameson was the, the he had four four receptions for 126 yards. Like, I don't I don't know if Miami just quit. I I know Alabama has. Incredible players. Like I know Alabama has is stacked to the, to the brim with players. Like don't get me wrong, I know that, but it just it just felt it 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 didn't feel it didn't feel fair. It just didn't feel fair, <laughs> like at all. So yeah, I don't mm, 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 I don't know. Another overreaction is the Heisman. The Heisman race is it's definitely shaking up now. I mean. Uh, Sam Howell, who the quarterback from North Carolina, he was in the Heisman race. He didn't look good. Went seventeen for thirty-two for two hundred and one, two hundred and eight yards. He lost. They lost to Virginia Tech, uh, ten to seventeen. Uh, Spencer Radler, even though o- Ohio State did beat Minnesota thirty-five to thirty-one, Spencer Radler kind of looked. Uh, not, Sp- not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Spencer, they they beat Tulane. I'm sorry, they beat Tulane forty to thirty five. Spencer Rattler, yeah, he threw for three hundred and four yards, but it's against Tulane, and you almost lost to Tulane, and he he looked rattled. Even I know he had one touchdown, but against Tulane, um, CJ Stroud, he he looked good, but I think the defense, Ohio State's defense, looked bad against Minnesota. But I think the Heisman, I mean, D, DJ, again, the, the quarterback from Clemson, he was supposed to be a Heisman favorite. Uh, he went 19 for 37 for 178 yards, one interception, and seven sacks. I don't know. I think that the Heisman race it got shaken up. I mean, Wisconsin lost to Penn State. That was a good game. They lost 16 to 10. Uh, LSU lost to UCLA twenty-seven to thirty-eight. I just I I think that the 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 Heisman race definitely was shaken up. I probably think the best game was actually on Sunday with Notre Dame against Florida State. Notre Dame winning thirty-one or forty-one to thirty-eight. For some reason, I don't understand how why Florida State's coach uh, iced his own kicker. I don't I don't understand that at all. <laughs> but hey, you know what, man? I think the overall thing, the overall, the overall happiness is uh, college football is back, and I didn't realize how much, I, how different it really was without fans uh, compared to with fans. I know towards the end of the year, and of course the national championship, you had fans last year. But if you looked at every, I mean, just look at the Georgia Tech game. And and look at the crowd and of course the Sandman thing and and it was just good to have fans back, man. And and it felt good. Uh it felt good, man. It felt really good. And and I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um I, I'm excited from what the season started. I I I think next next week is gonna be big too. Uh the biggest game in my opinion is Oregon against Ohio State. Oregon ranked 11th, Ohio State against uh, ranked fourth. Uh, I'm excited. I think uh, what it Kayvon Thibodeau he, he spraining his ankle. Hopefully he'll be he'll be back for Oregon that game because they're definitely going to need him. That's probably the best game. Uh, Iowa against Iowa State. That's going to be a big game. Um, outside of that, that Texas and Arkansas is going to be okay. Uh, Washington and Michigan is going to be good. UCLA and or USC and Stanford, of course, Pac twelve, twelve Pac twelve teams are going to be good. But yeah, the biggest the biggest game is Oregon and Ohio State, uh, and and definitely we'll see how that is. But again, I'm excited that college football is back. So let's move forward. So uh, 
talking about a little WNBA, man, the W25. This is the 25th anniversary of the WNBA. And what they did was they released a list of the 25 best players in the WNBA history or best and most influential. That's that's what they were saying. And I'm not going to go over the whole list, but I mean, Simone Augusta was on it. Sue Bird was on it. Swin Cash. Um, Tamika Catchings was on it. D- Tina Charles. Elena Deladon, uh, you know, Angel McCaltry, shouts out Baltimore native. Uh, Maya Moore was on it. NECA Bumake, Candace Parker, uh, Kapi Prondexter, Brianna Stewart, Cheryl Swoops, Tina Thompson, Lisa Leslie. You know, there was, there was, there was really good. These, these are the greatest player, greatest WNBA players or most influential WNBA players ever. Uh, and I'm not really mad at the list. There are some people that, I mean, if we're talking about most influential, and I understand that they're, they're, this is for the WNBA, I understand that. So I understand why Cheryl Miller was not on the list. If we're talking about just pure greatest women basketball players of all time, Cheryl Miller definitely needs to be on this list. There, There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Cheryl Miller was, <laughs> Cheryl Miller was a problem. Um... But I I understand this is the WNBA list, and she never played in the WNBA. So I understand why she's not on this list. Uh, I would think because, I mean, the logo pretty much is a silhouette of Rebecca Lobo. I would Now, I understand she wasn't the greatest WNBA player, but I, would, I, I was surprised that she was on this list. I was surprised Brittany Griner was on this list, honestly. Um Seeing as seeing as I guess how little she's played, and I would think now she's accomplished. She's probably more accomplished than Rebecca Lobo. But again, when you're the logo, I would expect you to be on the list. But yeah, man, I'm not really mad at the list, man. Lauren Jackson, Becky Hammond. I'm not. I'm not really mad at it. this. Yolanda Griffith Griffin. Like this is this is a good list. Sylvia Fowles. Uh, Cynthia Cooper, Tina, Tina Charles, shouts out to her. North Car- I mean, not North Carolina. Uh, Washington Mystics. I, I, I'm not really mad at the list. It's a good list. It's a good list. I'm, I'm more surprised. I'm more interested right now of who, which players are playing now that could be in the next wave or would could crack this list. I mean, again. Uh, Diana Taraji, she's still playing. Brianna Stewart, she's young and still playing. So you know she's going to be here. Her her name's going to be a fixture. Candace Parker still playing. The Neka Bumake still playing. Uh, Angel McCautry still playing. Brittany Griner still playing. Sylvia Fowles, Elena Deladon, Tina Charles, Sue Bird. I'm 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 just interested to see. You know, maybe looking down the line, what about Jewel Lloyd? Uh, is how because she's. <laughs> She's a bucket. How, how, is she going to be able to grace this list? Or um, maybe Skylar Diggins. Like, is she going to be able to grace this list? I'm excited to see outside the players that are still playing now that's that's already on the list. Who are Who's going to be the next batch? Who's going to be – what what players are going to be able to – what about Sabrina Nadescu? Um, Benazia Laney. Like – I, I'm just excited to see. I mean, the WNBA is is better than it's ever been. Um, I think it has more viewers than it's ever been. I think it's more mainstream than it's ever been. Uh, there's a lot more platforms that cover it now. the 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 WNBA is is at probably at the best time of their life at this point. Or let me not say, it's probably the 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 highest in in the in in and at its prime right now. Uh, and the fact that the you know it took twenty five years, and I'm not saying that there's no room to grow. I think there's always room to grow, and it will grow. Um, and yeah, man, I, I'm not really mad at the list. Again, there there are some players that maybe could or could not have been on the list. Um, and of course, I think the biggest omission. Now I understand again because she didn't play in the WNBA why Cheryl Miller, but if we're talking about just greatest women's basketball players of all time, Cheryl Miller definitely should be on the list, but I understand that she's not. It's the WNBA, you know, top 25, so I understand it, man. And I guess lastly, before we go, uh, Thursday Night Football, Cowboys in Cowboys in Tampa Bay. Um, I, th- I think, I mean, again, Dak Prescott not playing in the preseason. 
Zach Martin, their best offensive lineman, uh, out due to COVID. Tampa Bay being fully healthy. I think Tampa Bay is going to beat the or or run Dak Prescott and the the Cowboys. It's going to blow them out the water. I believe. <laughs> I would like to be wrong, but it's it's. I just I just I I don't. Ugh, it's going to be tough, but. There you have it. That has been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. If you want your Unpopular Podcast shirt, hoodie, a sweater, long sleeve, uh, joggers, the link is in the description below. I got multiple colors, multiple designs. Click on design shirt or whatever. Click on the color you want. It's yours. Go get your merch today. Hey, go get your merch today. Also, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to reach a thousand subscribers, so anything to help. Again, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And until next time, much love. Ain't going this hard.